Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to On The Come Up, the podcast dedicated to sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jacob Knight. we got an action-packed episode for you today, folks. We are talking Marvel Phase 4 release dates, NBA Draft Lottery Chaos, more Lakers frustration, the It Chapter 2 trailer, the Claw vs. the Greek Freak, and the debut of a new segment. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. Back at it again. Episode 3 on the come up. I hope everybody's having a good week so far. I'm not doing too bad myself. And I can't lie, I was excited to record this episode. I just feel like as a, as a hobby, you know, as a hobby, you got to do something you like. And I think this, I think I'm going to stick with this for a while. And I am grateful for all the support I've gotten through the first couple weeks. All the listens, I thank y'all very much. I'm glad. I appreciate y'all taking time out of y'all busy week just to hear some crazy guy on a microphone talk. I, it's just, it's, it's exciting. I can't wait to record this episode. I feel like it's going to be a good one. Uh, first topic of the day is uh, we are talking, well, first, before that, we had a lot of stuff happen this week in sports, in nerd culture. A lot of stuff happened, and I wanted to include everything, like uh, the Final Fantasy VII trailer, or the remake to that game, they put out a little teaser last week, but I feel like once E3 come out, we're going to see some more gameplay. And this whole LeBron-Ben Simmons trade discussion, I'm probably going to get into that probably next week and more new service from that. But we're starting this week off with uh, some Marvel news. Um, last week, Marvel released the dates for their Phase 4 movies, and uh, those dates are... Well, there's eight movie dates. Those dates are uh, May 1st, 2020, November 6th, 2020, February 12th, 2021, May 7th, 2021, November 5th, 2021, February 18th, 2022, May 6th, 2022, and July 29th, 2022. But so far, uh, they are uh, three, four, there's six movies that are in develop in development that's confirmed to come out. And so that's the Black Widow movie, Shang, we pronounce this right, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So that means there's two spots left. And I I just take it a guess. Maybe it's Captain Marvel 2, a Nova movie, maybe the third Spider-Man in the Homecoming trilogy, or possibly the, the next Avengers or... Marvel crossover movie, but we're going to have some fun with this. Uh, I'm just going to read the dates off again, and I'm just going to, we're going to just predict on what movie is going to come out that day. Okay, so the first date we have is May 1st, 2020, and I predict the Black Widow movie is going to come out. Uh, Just to be honest, I like the Black Widow. I think she was a good fit in the Avengers, but I just feel like since this is a prequel movie, because we all know she dies in Ed, in Endgame, but I just feel like it's a prequel movie. This doesn't really fit in this phase, because usually in the phases in Marvel, like each movie is like it just adds to the next upcoming event. And I just nothing against Black Widow. Like I would love to see a, a prequel movie, but I just feel like this movie should have been probably released. In the earlier phases, maybe phase one or phase two, but 
I, yeah, I, I just don't know where to go with this one. I, I'm just wondering how will a prequel help build to the next upcoming event? Well, Captain Marvel was a prequel, sort of. And it slightly just gave the origins on how Nick Fury came up with the Avenger, Avengers Initiative name. But uh, but Kevin Feige, the producer of Marvel, said he he gained an interest in uh, about 2010 about Black Panther, not Black Panther, Black Widow having a movie and developments began in 2014. And uh, we all know Black Widow was introduced in 2010 to Iron Man 2. But hopefully this movie will give more backstory. I guess it will take place before she got in the shield because we gave we got a brief backstory on Black Widow in uh, Age of Ultron with the flashbacks. But I feel like maybe this movie will take place right, right before uh, the very first Avengers movie or just before right, right and she got in the shield. Uh, the next mo- the next date, November 6, 2020, I guess this is going to be the Eternals movie. And I know the Eternals, I had to do my research because I never heard of the Eternals, but uh, the Eternals, they're basically a group of superheroes. They're a race of cosmic beings created by the Celestials. And the Celestials sound familiar. They introduced them briefly in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one and the second one, if I'm correct. But the, yeah, the Celestials uh, created the Internals, a race of cosmic beings with superpowers and abilities. And this, just to, how this ties in with the with the MCU, uh, their the Eternals, the their cousins are called the Deviants, and Thanos' dad is a Deviant, so that makes Thanos a half Deviant. So that's how all this ties in with the MCU. But uh, filming on this movie began and said, well, filming. Uh, will begin this year, September 2019. So I assume they'll probably be done filming about January, February is. So that gives them enough time to edit. You know, we've scenes on the cutting room floor, or or uh, just basically cut the movie down to the feature film to have it by the November re- release date. In uh, February 12th, the next date, 2021, I predict the Black Panther two is going to come out. And Marvel, they're they're business savvy. They want to. You know, it's all about marketing because the first Black Panther was released during Black History Month and Captain Marvel re- was released this year during Women's History Month. Uh, not too much about this film has been leaked, has been uh, confirmed. Uh, there's possibly a Neymar uh, as the villain of the movie because there was a, a, a reference at Endgame about Neymar. Uh, Okoye, his, when his bodyguards uh, reported there was o- oceanic earthquakes outside of uh africa and a brief a a little brief history neymar 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 has like aquatic powers similar to aquaman of some sorts if i'm correct uh the next move the next date may 7 2021 is guardians of the galaxy 3 this was originally supposed to come out in 2020 but the date was pushed back because of the director got fired for some tweets he had back in the day so production stopped for about, I say maybe almost a year or so. So, uh, but they ended up hi- hiring him back. But uh, James Gunn, the director, he's when when he got fired, he set, he signed on to do the new Suicide Squad movie. So they say he's going to shoot that movie first, then shoot Guardians of the Galaxy three after that. But this is to be honest, I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favorite non Avengers series in the. Uh, MCU and I think this may play a big part in uh, Phase Four because more than likely they're going to introduce Adam Warlock as the villain because they teased them 
at the end of the second movie and uh, a possibly an introduction to Nova, because usually when Marvel introduces a character, they bring him in for another movie. And now that Thor is possibly on the Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe they have an introduction to Beta Ray Bill. Maybe, possibly, I feel like this is going to uh, be one of the big uh, centerpieces of the of Phase 4 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the next date is November 5th. 2021 I, I think Doctor Strange 2 is going to come out this year because uh to be honest he's due for a sequel y'all uh, it's been five years this is the first uh, this is the first one came out in two, 2016 and if if Doctor Strange 2 come out in 2021 that would be the longest span between movies in the MCU uh previously beating Thor Thor's record of four years between Thor the Dark World and Thor Ragnarok and once again not too much has been uh, weeked about this movie, uh, we assume that his mentor Mordor, that was in the first one, may be an antagonist or villain because it ended. If uh, you don't remember, it ended of uh, Doctor Strange. I think it was a post credit scene. He came back to the guy that was crippled and went to uh, I can't remember. Basically, went to the place to get for the ancient one to fix him, and basically stole his power to, to become crippled again. And he said, "Why are you doing this?" And Mordor said. Excuse me, there's too many sorcerers on this planet. So I feel like he's going to be, uh, well, at least to be the antagonist in the next Doctor Strange film. And uh, February 20, I mean, February 18th, 2022, this is going to be, I predict, I just predict Captain Marvel too. This is, this is just, uh, I'm just, you know, shooting blindly here. But uh, Kevin Feige, Marvel's producer, did confirm that it's going to be a Captain Marvel too, but more than likely this is going to take place in between the first movie and infinity war. So that span of, basically, I think he said all, all the movies in the captain Marvel, captain Marvel series are going to take place in between the, uh, the first captain Marvel movie was think it was based around 1995, 96, mid nineties up until Avengers infinity war, which was 20 to 2018. So basically they're going to focus on her, what she was doing during that long 20 some odd year span. And, uh, May 6, 2022 is probably going to be, I wrote this down as the next Marvel crossover. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a new Avengers movie, but some people are talking about the next big movie should be, uh, they should take it and based on the Secret War comics. And for the Secret War comics, those those of you who aren't, who aren't familiar, it's basically another big Marvel crossover-ish, crossover series like the Captain, I mean, the, the Civil War arc or the Infinity Gauntlet arc. But this, in, in a secret war, basically, there's this cosmic entity known as the Beyonder, and he teleports all the superheroes and villains to this place called Battle World to Fight. But in this one, I assume if they want to do this one, they have to introduce, uh, you know, cosmic beings into the universe. And maybe they'll do that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I don't know. But uh, in the comics... Uh, the X-Men and Fantastic Four was in this, but only problem is, uh, I think Kevin Feige said we may not see Fantastic Four X-Men in the Marvel Universe for another four to five years. So we don't know if that's if they can go on with the Secret War film or they're going to do a new Avengers with, you know, the new bring back, you know, all the cast like Black Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. We just don't know. And uh, the last date, July 29th, 2022, and I predict is going to be the Shang-Chi movie. 
Uh, if you don't know Shang-Chi, he's known as the master of Kung Fu. And what I got in my notes. And it's basically Marvel's apology for Iron Fist. Because to be honest, I ain't watched Iron Fist because I read there was terrible reviews. If you like Iron Fist, good for you. Just hit me up if, just, if you want to just give it another chance or somewhat. But usually Marvel does introduce new characters. They're going to have movies later on in the MCU and other movies. Like they introduced Black Panther and Spider-Man and Civil War. And they introduced uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision and Age of Ultron. And this movie was uh, confirmed to, and I think I watched the video a couple of days ago. It's on the fast track. So it may come out er earlier than 2022 because in 2018, they hired a director and a writer for the movie. And a little bit more about uh, uh, Shang-Chi. He's, he's considered one of the more powerful non-superhumans in the Marvel Universe. He's an expert in uh, hand weapons like swords, I guess shurikens, other like kung fu weaponry and he's a master of multiple fighting styles and recently they said they might employ this in the mcu uh i, I did my research in a comic he was exposed to cosmic radiation and that uh make, gives him the ability to create dupl duplicates of himself so i think that'd be pretty cool i actually kung fu movies are one of my favorite type of genre in the movies and i feel like uh it's cool that marvel's taking a step in this direction and they haven't cast anybody yet so there's no uh we don't know who the actor is gonna play uh shang chi and in this movie so i just i think it, I, to be honest if this is the the lineup for phase four i think uh we're in good hands once again all this is just all the dates are real but the movies are just me just having fun, just predicting what's going to come out. So none, none of none of these movies are set in stone to come out uh, to these days. So, you know, next May, if Black Widow don't come out, don't I don't, I don't want no one, you know, at me saying, hey, you said Black Widow's coming out uh, May 2020. No, all this is just speculations, people. OK, now it's time for me to get mad, people. Last Wednesday, I originally had a topic on saying how the Lakers are going to hired their next coach, Ty Lube. But as I, as I was recording it, I got the ESPN notification on my phone and I got the notification on the TV that the Lakers and Ty Lube had stopped all contract negotiations. It was originally reported that uh, that Lube was more than likely going to be the next Lakers head coach. But I guess during negotiations, uh, Lube didn't like the contract situation. Uh, they, the Lakers basically wanted to, to lowball him on a contract deal. And basically pick the staff, his coaching staff, which usually when a coach comes in, he brings in, you know, his guys. Uh, but, the, yeah, the Lakers offered uh, Ty Lue a three-year, $18 million contract deal. And Lou said he wasn't going to do it. You know, he's a championship coach, which I agree. You know, championship coach does get does deserve to be paid, you know, more than just three, three years, uh, $18 million. But... The Lakers have been a dumpster fire these past two or three months. Ever since uh, Magic Magic uh, quit, basically, it's it just been all downhill from here. It's gone so bad that the original coach we wanted, Monty Williams, chose the Phoenix Suns. The coach, the Phoenix Suns, the worst team in basketball. The Phoenix Suns hasn't been good since Steve Nash. The, Fe the Phoenix Suns hasn't been good since 2008, and he chose them. 
over the Lakers. It's just uh, things got so bad. There was a protest. I want to say last Friday because they wanted to fire Jeannie Buss and the Rambuses. To be honest, I wanted to fly out there. I put on a Facebook. I'm about. To, I might take a red eye out to L.A. so I could be out there in protest because it's just uh, part of my friends. But the front office don't know what the hell they doing. To be honest, ah, God, God bless Dr. Jerry Buss so, but he's turning over in his grave right now. If he if he find out what what his daughter's doing with his organization, I mean, uh, it's just it's it's stressful. Jeannie Buss, Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, Rob Polinka, with his Rob Lowe looking self. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They, 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 they are running this proud organization straight to the ground. It's just, first off, okay, Magic left, you know, you know, they, they didn't see eye to eye. He left. Okay, but this Jeannie Buss, she don't go out there. She don't try to hire, like, uh, and oh, Magic's title was ba- uh, president of basketball operations. Basically, he helps find the talent. She don't. She don't go out there. She she don't try to go out and find someone you know that's qualified to do this. Maybe someone who just got fired from a another team. Cause they, there was a few uh, options they had to hire, but she chose to hire, hire her. She chose to hire her homegirl and her boyfriend, basically, and Linda Kurt Rambis to help run the show. It's just. You can't hire people that are unqualified for the position. You can't use the the buddy of mine uh, logic to hire people. I can't go to the doctor and be like, "Hey, I'm having back problems," and the doctor be like, "Okay, uh, instead of you, instead of sending you to a, a physical therapist, I, I got a buddy of mine. He could pop your back out and fix that for you." No, I want you to recommend me to a physical therapist who is qualified to do the job at hand. It reminds me of a, of, a, of, a, of another story. It's my first time telling this. But uh, a few years ago, about three years ago, uh, at my former place of employment, I went to my boss's birthday party and uh, and she hired exotic dancers to be there. I know you're thinking strippers at a birthday party. Cool. But we happen to know one of uh one of the exotic dancers and and you know like I to be honest I was uncomfortable seeing one of you know someone I know naked you know just you know call call it what it is but you know it was just a little weird you know seeing okay you see this person with clothes on one weekend and the next weekend they butt naked on the floor dancing for dollar bills got fingers all up where where uh, where the sun don't shine and in between the holidays so basically the point the point of this is do not use the buddy of mine system when you're trying to hire someone for a qualified position. You can't just be like, oh, you want strippers at a birthday party? Well, I got a buddy of mine. She strips every other weekend. No, no, no. You hire some. I guess you, you hire some qualified people for the job. That's the that's basically the moral of this story. But over the over the weekend, the Wakers did happen to hire their coach Frank Vogel for a second I got I got the I got the notification I was like Frank Vogel like his name sounds familiar but then uh he was the former Indiana Pacers head coach uh I think he was coaching the team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with Paul George, Roy Hibbert, uh Lance Stevenson and George Hill and he was the Orlando's coach I think the past 
two seasons after he got fired from Indiana, then got fired from Orlando, and then he took last year off or this past season off, and now he's a Lakers head coach. But he, who who they hired as their assistant is a uh, Jason Kidd, Hall of Fame point guard. And I know what y'all saying why if they if they just wanted Jason Kidd, why didn't they hire Jason Kidd? But uh, I feel like the Lakers just hired Kidd as basically the coach in waiting. So if the Lakers start off with say eight and twelve. 13 and 17, they can just easily fire Frank Vogel and just bump Jason Kidd up to uh, the head coaching position because him and Braun got some familiarity. They said they played on the 2008 uh, USA basketball team. And I know I'm going to catch some flack for this, but basically the what I feel like is happening, the Rambuses and Jeannie Buss basically said, hey, LeBron, you don't control this. We control this. You know, they, they basically, I guess they just lowballed uh, Ty, Ty Lue and basically, hey, LeBron, we tried to hire your guy, but he didn't like what we offered. And usually, I know what y'all say, LeBron runs the team, yada, yada, yada. In some cases, uh, which is it's somewhat true, because basically uh, uh, organizations are going to cater to the superstar of the team, like the Warriors had to cater to Steph Curry. They were, hey, we think about giving Kevin Durant. What you think about it? Or in the Thunder, when they said, hey, Russ, we think about getting Paul George. What you think about that? Basically, superstars somewhat run the team. And uh, I know LeBron's first stint in Cleveland, I guess he didn't have that much power because he was just still the kid. But he went to Miami and tried to run the show. But Pat Riley said, I don't know, bro. You must not know who I am. So when he went back to Cleveland, you know, basically Cleveland owed him because LeBron, when LeBron left, it wasn't on the best of terms, and he chose to come back. So they basically had to cater to LeBron. Like, hey, we suck without you. We'll give you whatever you want. So basically, LeBron tried. Well, they. I have a theory that LeBron tried to put his. Hmm, I want to say run, but he tried to give his ideas to organizations that doesn't have strong upper management. And the Lakers right now does not have strong upper management. We're just a we're just a damn dumpster fire waiting to explode. So Tuesday was the NBA draft lottery, or like to call it, where is Zion Williamson gonna play? Uh, the draft order, basically, the draft order went the way no one expected. The chaos ensued. And I'm just going to read the draft order from 14 on down. 14 is the Boston Celtics, 13 the Miami Heat, 12 the Charlotte Bobcats, 11 the Minnesota Timberwolves, 10 the Atlanta Hawks. They got that trade from Dallas after the Luka Doncic Trey Young trade last year. So last year, so basically, Atlanta got Dallas's pick. Nine the Washington Wizards, eight the Atlanta Hawks, and this was chaos starts to ensue. Seven the Chicago Bulls. They had the, I think, the fourth best odds to win the number one pick. Six, the Phoenix Suns. Five, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Both with, basically, both finished dead last and they had the best chances to win. Four, the Los Angeles Lakers. Three, the New York Knicks. Two, the Memphis Grizzlies. And the number one overall pick went to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, We're going to start off with some of the bigger surprises. The Lakers. Well, they had a 2% chance to get the number one pick, but they had a 9% chance they get a top four pick. 
uh, the way the draft mechanics work this year, the Lakers were either going to be uh, to have the 11th through 14th spot or the first through the fourth spot. So they were basically guaranteed a bottom four pick or a top four pick. And unfortunately, this is the this is the fifth time in the last in the last five years to pick it in the top five. And uh, Kyle Kuzma was the team's representatives. And one of the questions is, what, we, what, what are we going to do with the pick? I was watching the draft order, and they said uh, some of the team needs are bench depth, bench depth, depth, and a center. Well, we did have a center last year in Zubac, but they traded him to the they traded him down the hall to the Los Angeles Clippers, and I'm I'm. I'm still salty about that, if I'm being completely honest with you. I like Zubak. He wasn't no Joel Embiid, no Nikola Jokic, no Rudy Gobert, but he was a honest back-to-the-basket center. He'll give you 13-8. and eight. He could run plays for Zubak. At, at the time he was traded, he was an 86% free-throw shooter. 86% for a big man. But they got rid of him. But what, but what we're going to do with this pick, uh, me personally think uh, I, well, some of the options, of course, is the draft a player, then trade him, or trade a pick for Anthony Davis, or for another free agent. I personally think we're probably going to package this and probably trade for Anthony Davis, or I think I think the Lakers said Anthony Davis is their top priority uh, this this free, during this free agent season, which is ironic because Anthony Davis is in the free agent this season. He still has a year left on his contract with New Orleans, but. If we do draft a player, I read the mock drafts today that they said the Lakers should draft DeAndre Hunter from uh, University of Virginia because they said he's a big, uh, he's a I think six seven they said six eight six seven and he can guard uh, big mans and guards and he's a good three point shooter. They said he had a forty three percent this this season at Virginia and he's considered the best two way player in the draft. But we were projected to get the 11th pick in the draft, but we ended up getting the fourth pick. I'm not mad because, you know, I went into this draft. I was like, yeah, we're going to probably get the 11th to 12th pick. And I saw we had a, we get hot into the top four. I was like, okay, I'm not complaining. But probably the biggest loser of all was the New York Knicks because uh, they were projected to, to get the first pick to draft Zion Williamson. And all year they talked about, we're going to get Zion and we're going to get KD and Kyrie. Well, they didn't get Zion. But I, it, it was reported that if they did get a number one pick, they're going to try to trade that pick for Anthony Davis. But ironically, Anthony Davis and his team, the New Orleans Pelicans, got the first pick, so they can't trade for Anthony Davis to pair with hopefully their two big free agents. But it's not always not a loss for New York. They still have a pretty good chance. They're the favorites to land uh, KD and Kyrie. And when you think about it, AD wanted 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 out of New Orleans uh, toward the trade deadline and think, hey, since New Orleans got the number one pick, Anthony Davis may stay. I thought about that too. I think after the draft lottery, I was thinking, okay, AD with uh, Zion, True Holiday, maybe a couple pieces during free agency, they could probably make some make some noise. Then I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and I saw a report that says Anthony Davis still wants out of New Orleans. Like They, like they called him was like, Hey, AD, we got a number one pick. Uh, no, y'all got the number one pick. I still want to be out. It's just, once again, it's going to be interesting this year. Oh, and on another note, uh, today, the 
there are reports that the NBA is trying to move up free agency instead of July the 1st. They're going to make it June 30th uh, at 6 p.m. That's when they can start, you know, contacting the free agents like Kyrie, Kawhi, KD, and just try to convince them that, hey, you should play for my team. Okay, so last week, a trailer dropped from one of the most anticipated movies coming out this fall, which is, which is It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2 is the second part of the It Saga, with Chapter 1 coming out in 2017, and is based on the Stephen King 1986 novel and the 1991 miniseries of the same name. Uh, when this trailer came out, I saw it, and I was like, you know what, I never really, I never saw the first It. I'm not really a horror movie person, it's just... You know, it's not my cup of tea. I'd rather watch like an action or a comedy before a horror movie. But I saw and I was like, you know what? I'm going to rent it this uh, this weekend. So after work Friday, I went to the, the Red Box. I rented it, came home and watched it. And I go, I, I liked it. It was, it was pretty good. Usually how I base my movies is like if I see it on Fox, I mean, if I see it on FX, would I watch it? And if I saw it on FX, I'll, I'll give it a watch. It was slow with some parts. Like probably, you know, to, to get the story across. That's how they, you know, you're supposed to do a film. Set the story first. But I feel like they they fell back on the second chapter. You know, because it's a two part. You know, it 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 is told in two parts. So I, I guess that's how the pacing. That's that's the pacing they wanted to give for the uh for the movie. And if you don't know, basically the 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 plot of the it saga is basically this clown with this monster disguised as a clown haunts this town every 27 years and the first movie took place in the 80s when the kids were about 13 and now it's come back you know after this 27 year hiatus now the kids now adults come back to their town and just basically to finish this thing off once and for all so it chapter two comes out september 6 2019 Okay, folks, tonight is game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. And I can't lie, in the words of WWE commentator, good old Jim Ross, we got a slobber knocker on our hands. In one corner, we have the claw, Mr. Shut You Down, the silent Mamba, corner roll Kawhi Leonard versus more than likely the MVP of this basketball season, the Greek freak Giannis Atatakumpo, I've been practicing his name, and I can't lie, I haven't been this excited for a conference finals. I don't think ever. Uh, we have two of the two of the top five NBA players going. The two players who've been playing the best this postseason going at it to see who's going to the NBA finals. You can't be mad at that. And I think the matchup we all looking forward looking forward to is will Kawhi guard the Greek freak. I think uh, they're going to guard each other. I think I say sometimes in this series, probably depending on tight situations. Usually my logic in basketball is everybody's going to guard their position, like uh, point guards, guard, point guards, shooting guards, guard, shooting guards, uh, small fours, guard, small fours, and, you know, forward, forward, center, center. That's what I think. 
And with that logic, I think for the most part, uh, Chris Middleton is going to guard Kawhi Leonard and probably uh, vice versa. Because I thought he was going to guard Greek Freak at first, but I, and I did my research. Kawhi is a, is a six six seven, and Giannis is a 6'11". And I look uh, that Siakam plays the four, and Giannis plays the four, and Siakam is 6'9", and Giannis is six eleven, so they they may go, uh, they they may be on each other the most times, or they may have Mark Gasol or Serge Ibaka try to uh, guard Giannis. And I feel like the key to this series is the role players, because once again, the logic. I assume you know star players going to cancel out star player. Giannis is going to cancel Giannis, Ka- Giannis and Kawhi going to cancel each other out. So to me, the key to this series is the role players. And to be honest, I trust uh, Milwaukee's role players more than I trust Toronto's role players. Uh, so basically, I trust Brogdon, Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez over Siakam, Lowry, Green, and Ibaka. Because besides that one game, game one against Boston, the role players uh, stepped up. Uh, Middleton had a good series. Brogdon, I mean, Brogdon came back, played huge. Lopez was hitting threes. And Bledsoe also had a good series. But what, on the other hand... On Toronto, Kawhi basically had to carry that team to victory. Uh, some some games, Siakam, he'll give you 25 points one game. Then the next game, he'll give you 11. Next game, 24 points. Next game, 13. And once again, playoff Kyle Lowry. Should I say more? <laughs> but 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 overall, I think this is going to be a good series. I have – this was a tough one for me to be honest. But I'm a, To be honest, uh, but I'm going to have to go with – the Bucks in six, so that so I have basically the Bucks representing the East in the NBA Finals. Okay, so I'm debuting this new segment called L of the Week. So basically, over the course of the week, if someone takes a loss, we're basically gonna tell them to come up front and hold this L. And I'm not going to do this segment every week. I'm just going to do it when I feel like the time is right, when I feel like someone deserves to hold an L. And our first recipient of L of the week goes to the Houston Rockets. Because Tuesday was game one of the Western Conference Finals, and it really should have been the Houston Rockets versus the Portland Trailblazers for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. But that didn't happen. Houston was given a golden opportunity on a silver platter but then capitalize. If I told y'all, hey, uh, game five, the series tied 2-2, KD goes out with a, a calf injury, and he's going to be out for the rest of the playoffs, and I ask you who you think is going to win, you're like, oh, Houston got this, but it didn't happen. KD went out game five, step, Steph stepped up, they, the Warriors won game five, and then game six was probably the worst, worst of it all. What if I told you, that Steph Curry had zero points in Game Six at Houston, and I ask you what, and I ask you what the score is. You gonna say, "Oh, Houston up by at least 10, 15. No, it was tied at halftime. In the second half, Houston made careless mistakes. I think towards the end, uh, James Harden tried to inbound the ball to Chris Paul. I don't know who to blame. I don't know to blame the pass or CP3, but Clay Thompson basically stole the ball. That was one crucial error in the game. I want to say Clay Thompson. Uh, once they hit a three that possession, or they, I think they scored on that possession, but 
uh, side note, shout out to Clay Thompson. This man is a criminally underrated defender. I've been saying that for the past uh, two two to three years. But there was one play in the fourth quarter where uh, Eric Gordon was driving to the driving to the basket, and Clay Thompson got a hand on the ball, which basically made uh, Eric 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 Gordon uh, get a held ball call on them. So they had to do a jump ball, and with the jump ball. Clay Thompson won the tip and Golden State retook possession. So basically that that was a it saved uh it caused Houston two points or two costly points uh in the game. And toward the end of the game, you know, uh Warriors trying to ice it with free throws and then and then the announcers were saying, do not let Steph Curry get the ball. Do not let Curry get the ball because he's a ninety percent free throw shooter, both, you know, in this season and a career. I think career he's a ninety one percent free throw shooter. So basically he he's almost automatic from the free throw line. And guess what the Rockets did? They let they let Curry keep getting the inbounds, and they found him. He drains two free throws, put him up by even more. And ESPN put out an interesting stat. They said uh, uh Steph Curry hasn't missed a fourth quarter or overtime playoff free throw since two thousand fifteen. And you know the Warriors he played at least. If I take a guess, six let's say sixty playoff games since that. So basically, in sixty games in the fourth quarter, he hasn't missed a free throw yet. But I'm just be honest. I'm just upset with the Houston Rockets. Y'all had a golden opportunity to go to the Western Conference Finals. Y'all didn't pass. They didn't. They didn't capitalize on their mistakes. James Harden missed a few free throws at the end. Clint Capella. Clint Capella signed a four-year, $80 million contract in the offseason. He can't get a damn rebound. Uh, I, I, I know if I if I sound mad, I'm raising my voice. I'm not a Houston Rockets fan. I'm just upset that you, you y'all had this series basically handed to y'all, and y'all didn't take advantage. And now y'all home watching the Western Conference Finals. Houston Rockets, hold this L. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of On The Come Up. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to give this podcast a listen. Please like, subscribe, share. Follow me on my social media pages on Instagram and Twitter at So Yeah, I'm Asian. And y'all have a blessed one. Y'all take care. See y'all next week.